This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. Welcome back. This is another episode of On the Nose with Joey Erringman. I'm your host as always. Today, joining us is our science correspondent, uh, Danny Nemeth. I almost forgot your name there. <laughs> How'd you forget my name? I don't know. <laughs> and we've got our legal correspondent, Stephen Hercheck. That's me. And newcomer, oh shit, Stephen, what was the title I was supposed to use for this one again? Women in Whiskey. No, oh, it's the wow. epidemiology thing. The, oh, no, it, she's our epidemiological correspondent. Oh, I knew I was going to miss that one. It's Sarah Stokes. Hey, guys. Super so proud to be here. Yeah, so she is our first female on this show. It's a very male-dominated show, unfortunately. Um, and she's going to be talking to us about women in whiskey today. So, Sarah, I will kick it over to you. Um, let's get this show started. All right. So um, just to give you a little taste, um, there's an 1830 ballad, you know, like to start it off on a high note that goes, <laughs> when I was at home, I was merry and frisky. My dad kept a pig and my mother sold whiskey, which I think really just highlights like the role that women played. Like men were out just doing whatever, like with the pigs and then women were getting down to brass tacks with the whiskey. Something's so never we changed. wouldn't. Yeah, men wouldn't have whiskey if it wasn't for women a lot of times. Exactly. I didn't want to say it, but yes, you are correct. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I feel like it means more coming from a man. <laughs> Fair enough. Without women, enough. we'd have nothing. And by nothing, I mean whiskey. And also, kind of right. more importantly, yeah, importantly, alcohol. So women were also kind of a uh, large part in getting prohibition uh, overturned. Uh, so that's another fun fact coming at you. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so they were really instrumental in that. And, you know, women have historically used their their power in whiskey to really um, do good for not only themselves, but also um, their communities, which I think is really cool. There's uh, quite a few women who are called the Robin Hood of whiskey or bourbon. And um, so, you know, women just doing the most as usual. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. You you told me about the Robin Hood of um, bourbon and whiskey. I, I want to hear that story real quick. I know you've done a ton of research and we're picking over a lot of it, but I want to hear that one for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a great book. It's Women and Whiskey. So if anyone wants to check it out, um, it is full of all the information you could ever want on women and whiskey. Um, but yeah, so one really quick is Katie Kearney, um, who during the Irish potato famine actually um, was distilling what I guess you could kind of call whiskey, um, probably not to the same standard that we would call it right now. Um, but she used the earnings to feed the poor and starving um, children in her community wow. and also give them clothes and um, would give parents who had no jobs, jobs kind of, you know, selling that whiskey. That's so cool. So, so yeah, even supporting the economy and at that time. So that's awesome. Yeah. And um, actually one of, uh, there was a woman who was actually the creator of the Maker's Mark bottle, which hmm. I didn't know. So she actually, um, Maker's Mark at the time was kind of taking an economic downturn and they were really struggling. And she came in and remade the bottles actually after the French cognac bottles 
Um, and she did the characteristic dripping of the wax on the bottle. And she actually got that um, trademarked. So no other person can use that dripping wax effect. Oh, that's so cool. So, so it's like a she's... wild turkey. Or not, why not wild turkey? Uh, what am I thinking of? I have no idea. The Maker's not, Mark. Maker's, maker's Mark. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, well, yeah. that's what she said. That's yeah, what she, yeah, said. she did the Maker's Mark. Um, Knob Creek apparently Knob, is, yeah. they do wax on the top, but it doesn't drip. That's probably why. Exactly. Mm. And that is exactly it. So there was a company who actually tried to do something similar, and they actually took them to court. And I don't think it made it all the ha, way laws. to this. <laughs> uh steven could probably look into this but uh i don't think it made it quite the way to the supreme court but it was pretty high up um <laughs> with that but that battle but yeah um a lot of cognac bottles use the wax but she was the first and only to use the dripping effect awesome. um, so yeah just a little little glimpse into the life of women in whiskey um as well as just like multitudes of stories of women bootleggers just being like crazy badass not caring at all we're allowed to swear on here oh, oh yeah yep yeah i just have to check a box later it's fine <laughs> For, i mean like no, i could be contain myself uh yeah. but probably not um but today who i'm gonna highlight is rachel berry i figured we'd bring it into kind of modern times and so rachel berry um was Scotland's first uh, female master blender in 1995. And so Rachel grew up in Aberdeen, Scotland, and actually had her first taste of whiskey at seven in a hot toddy for an earache. That's how I normally do it. Yeah, and so... Um, no, you usually just drink it right from the bottle like you're doing right now. <laughs> I finished those two bottles, so that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of bottles, what is uh, Rachel Berry working on? Oh yeah, I mean, like we're gonna get there. Like I'm, uh, I'm building up. I have to like read her resume. Her, I want it. I've been looking at this <laughs> bottle for so long. <laughs> you keep holding it up and being like, "Say it, say it now." <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> we're not there yet. In case um, any, in case you guys haven't caught on, we are still practicing social distancing and are in completely different houses and across Columbus. And Danny, you're still in Florida. So, I, yeah, Steven, um, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Steven keeps holding up the bottle on the screen here, trying to <laughs> entice Sarah to get to the bottle already. <laughs> he just wants to drink the whiskey, which like understandable because Rachel Berry obviously is a master blender. So it's going to be a master. We're going to find out. Um, in 1991, Barry joined the Scott Malt, Malt Whiskey Society as an amateur. And, um, Say it again. Yep. In 1991, Barry joined the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society as an amateur. Um, she then went on to study chemistry at Edinburgh University. And so given her background, she kind of approaches whiskey as a scientist, um, examining the process that enhances the flavor. And then after graduating, she kind of took an unusual path for a, a chemist, maybe not a chemist in, you know, Scotland, but definitely, I mean, I have a background in chemistry and biology and not once did it occur to me to be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. It's occurred to not... me so many times and I haven't done anything about it. <laughs> yeah. So she um, got a job at the Scotch Whiskey Research Institute to study the maturation of Scotch whiskey and casks. That's so, a Scotch Whiskey Research Institute? Yeah, there is. How do I, I have I drop, no idea. Can I drop out of my degree right now and go there? 
I will approve it. Okay. You got to work on your fake Scottish accent if you're going to pass. Do I? Try it. I don't know. Yeah, I want to hear it right now. Oh, no, you no, I don't know. Let me ask you. So what do you think you could add to the Scottish Whiskey Institute? Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead, Danny. Mr. Nemeth. Is that a Scottish name? Let's hear that Scottish accent. Scottish. Did you just try to do a Scottish accent right now? No, I didn't actually. Did oh, you okay. No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> I think Steven did. Like, I definitely think you yeah, had to flip it in there. I was trying to help you out a little bit. You got to get the, the little the little kicker. It's Scottish. All right. Gotta, back to Rachel yeah, Berry. I, I, I am the worst. I did the worst Patrick Starr impression today that Carol was, my girlfriend was like, <laughs> no, don't ever do that again. <laughs> you should do that again, by the way. Just sneak uh, it in no. later on. Whenever you're ready. Okay. I'll, I'll do it randomly throughout the episode. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's go back to Rachel Berry. Okay, so Rachel Berry helped to develop the modern sensory science techniques for optimizing the taste in Scotch whiskey. Um, she says you should say the job quite fit a female in the balance between sense and analysis. So Rachel Berry's talked about this in other podcasts. I, as a um, epidemiologist, did my research, um, although I did my research about a month ago before the outbreak started, right. and I have since forgotten a lot. So bear with That's me. Fair. Oh, have I've you been busy as an epidemiologist right now? <laughs> Just a touch, just a little <laughs> bit. I yeah, I still get one day off a week, so that's pretty wow. nice. Yeah. So I was reading a, or I listened to a book. I didn't read a book. Who am I, right? <laughs> um, but I, I I listened to a book a while back all about distilling, and actually one of the interesting things that I that I came across that jogged my memory as you were talking was the original. Like the one of the first pers- people in the West, at least, to create a distill in or a, a distillery or a, a still, you know, in the fourth century, was Maria the Jewess, and that was her. That was her title. The and Jewish. Jewess. J e w e s s. Female Jew. Yeah. Yes, female Jew. The Jewish past person. was a little yes. different than now. Yes, but that. I mean, yes, that was her title, right? So, um, but so she was. Th- they don't the book doesn't credit her for inventing it. They say that she could have invented it, but there's no definitive proof. Whereas in the eighth century, there was definitive proof of a guy in the Middle East who did it. So I will go and say I think she did it back in the fourth century yes. and made the first still um that was able to distill beer into alcohol into spirit and so i think that's really cool that that's like right from the beginning she like a a female was like why are you guys drinking beer when we can just pump it through this thing and get alcohol this is awesome let's just go ahead and say that on the nose is calling it women invented the first still and you know what come fight us sure yeah, I don't. Long. I don't want to say I'll cut someone, but yeah, women <laughs> number one. So, Barry, in her time at the Scotch Whiskey Institute, um, analyzed, documented, and validated cast aging methods for Scotch whiskey. 
And it was five years until one of the preeminent Scotch whiskey brands caught wind of her research and hired her as the first modern Scotch whiskey female blender in 1995. And then at um, Glen, oh, geez, mm, I, the one I didn't have. So mm-hmm. Glen, Mor- oh, it's Glen Morgy. That's what it is. Glen Morangy. Came back to me uh, at Glen Morgy Distillery. I'm going to say that again. Um, at Glenmorgie Distillery, she experimented with different ratios of chocolate malted barley to normal malted barley and different cask methods and blended a 30-year-old whiskey with a young used rum, sherry, and bourbon barrels and had did things and experimented that no one had ever even considered before. And so after her experiments, um, she showed that there is something special about finishing cask types and then everyone, as most most of the time happens started copying her because she's Mm -hmm. obviously a pioneer so in uh, 2011 barry took her ingenuity to glenn glassow based morrison bow bowmore yes to bowmore okay uh took her ingenuity to glenn glassow based morrison bowmore which owns glenn there's a lot of Glens in Scotland. I think it's Glengronick. Yes, Glengronick. And I don't know. Yeah, it's Glengronick. It take the names come back to me after I okay. like pronounce right. it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember you memorized the names like a month ago, right? <laughs> I did. I listen. I would have been a star a month ago. You don't sure. know. I would have had it together. I would have refined this. Why? What happened been, a month ago? Well, nothing uh, really uh, happened a month ago. In actually, in really November, we don't want to get into the epi. We could talk about the epi. Do you want to talk about the, the epi? epi? You, you guys thing shorten is... it to the epi? Yeah. Oh, us, wait, epi heads, you... us epi heads, really, we have epi our little heads. lingo. Oh, yeah. did, did you guys have to change it from the epi to the panty? <laughs> Shut up. No? No, no. I'll pitch it at our next meeting. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go uh, over, though. I would love to see the agenda for that meeting. <laughs> it's a doozy, to be sure. I'm sure. The, the title of the first PowerPoint. Is it an epi or is it a panty? <laughs> that's the title of the only... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sarah, I... Are we ready to get into this whiskey yet? Oh, now who's pushing for it? I know. We are about two <laughs> seconds. So she okay. has now arrived in 2012 as a master blender. And she blended for uh, McKellen, Glenn Grodick, and oh my gosh, I'm not even going to pronounce that one. Perfect. Um, Wait, no, 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 no. We would love to hear you try. Oh, geez. Alchin Potion. Potion. There it is. That one. Alchin Potion. Akintoshin. Nailed nice. it. Isn't yep. it isn't Akintoshin that you. makes the don't they make the uh the peatiest the world's peatiest whiskey? Isn't that Akintoshin? Love a peat. No, Ak- I think you're thinking of Ardbeg. No, Ak- Ardbeg oh, makes Ak- I think it's Octomore. You're right. It's Octomore Ak- Ak- makes one. Yeah. The Can I come back and try that color. one? I love a peated whiskey. Uh, I, think yeah. just, a- I think it's just uh, moss in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Octomore's from yeah. <laughs> Octomore is from Brooklatic. Oh, Brooklati. Brooklati. I feel the more peat it has, it the closer it gets to a salad, and then I can just say I'm having a salad. 
Oh, I I like that a lot. I am right on board with you. (laughs) I think we can call all scotch peated scotches salads. What'd you have for dinner? A hearty salad. salad. (laughs) Nice bottle of salad. That's how we should rate our peated scotches on how much we feel like we're eating a salad. (laughs) (laughs) On a scale from one to salad, how peaty is this? Uh, we're about to test uh, that scale. We are. So in conclusion, uh, Barry seeks to discover every aroma and to understand, for instance, why whiskey might smell differently on a warm day versus a cold day and the effects of barometric pressure. And she is currently blending Ben Riek, Glenn Dronick, and Glenn Glassow, which I think we might have a little sample of uh, one of those three today. Ooh, I'm excited. I think we do, too, because I personally hand-delivered them. <laughs> yes, he did. He I have want to say, To be hand-sanitized was... right off of your porches. Steven, take over on the whiskey notes for this one. Yes, I got it. Um, He's got the bottle sitting sure, right in front of him. Can, can, yourself I pro- can I propose oh, yeah. something? Yes, what's up, Danny? I've been waiting for your proposal. Okay. Uh, Steven. Steven. I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. Yes. But could you describe the whiskey and then Sarah describe the whiskey? Yeah. Because sure. because I think that there's a really interesting thing is like the idea of like the reason why women in whiskey is important is because of perspective, right? And because of being able to lead the entire whiskey world into like a different direction or having a, a female perspective. So it'd be really cool to have like both of your perspectives and see what everyone picks up. And then if Sarah's any different. Sarah, you go first because you haven't looked at the tasting notes on this yet. Have you? I have not. Okay. Um, Wait, also, hold on. I, I have an announcement. Oh, oh that nice. was pretty good. I like yeah, that. Pretty yeah. good. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> also, Steven and Sarah are cousins. I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but, um, that's how we were introduced to Sarah. Yeah, that's going to be so. really important later. So everybody memorize yeah. that fact. Pay attention. That's that's on their <laughs> test fact. later. Big fact. Big fact. So, Sarah, you jump into this whiskey. What are you getting on the nose? All right. Let's uh, give a little, little snifferoo. And don't forget to add my plug for the show in there. So when you say, on the nose, I'm getting. Oh, yes. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Joey, do you have the bell? Go get it. Ah, there it is. That's the pretentious <laughs> bell. It was just pretentious. Sarah. It was oh only pretentious God. because of French? Yeah, French because... is very pretentious. Okay, okay. But... I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in with the big facts. Okay, so... I feel like my, my sniffer is not quite... I got... Epi nose. Got, got a serious case of the epi nose. <laughs> so I feel like I'm getting some. Open your mouth when you smell it. Oh, pro tip. <laughs> How do you breathe through your nose as well as through your mouth? I can't play you the didgeridoo. It's like karate. <laughs> it, it's more of just like opening your mouth, right? It's it's not like you're not breathing in through both. It's just right. You just open your mouth and breathe in through your nose. Like, don't seal your lips, pretty much, right? That's, okay. that, that was the rule. Yep. 
it does open your mouth does get rid of that ethanol smell a yeah, little bit you're totally right i and yep. i never realized that because i was like i don't know i'm getting a lot of alcohol <laughs> i'm sure a woman invented that technique you know what i can confirm that <laughs> You getting anything, Sarah? So I think I'm getting some like, what's I bramble like bramble fruit. I have Ooh. never heard that before. I'm that not is positive amazing. what that is. Nope. So, we're keeping it. No, I love it. I love it. Is it. A thing. I learned it when bring I was listening that, bring to that a fucking podcast. bell. You just said bramble fruit. Bramble fruit. Okay. Wow. Yes. Lord, she's on a roll. I would so, give that one a bell ring, definitely, yeah. and I love fruit. it. So um, I did a lot of listening to Rachel Berry, and I had also never heard about bramble fruits, but she used the <laughs> oh, word. And pretentious. So, that's how. Yes. So I'm getting I'm getting bramble fruits, which are like your blackberries. I think maybe figs fall under that category. I could be wrong. I've never even heard of a bramble fruit. So this is what Google's like for. Yep. Nope. You wanna. If you have any other notes you want to throw those out. Or oh, yeah, wrap I got up some it. more notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the notes that I get a lot with whiskey, and this could just be my my noviceness, my my nudity, my, my noviceness-ity. Um, I, I get vanilla. I can see vanilla. Yeah, I get vanilla and, I don't know, like something spicy. Yes, yeah. I'm getting spices too. Almost like that holiday spiciness, like yes, nutmeg. Yeah, like a like the the mulling the mulling spices that you would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. So, can we taste this? I now? was getting. I'll I'll go in. I was I was getting a little bit of like corn flake. Like it was kind of corny to me, but like I like didn't get any maybe. corn. I definitely. I was thinking cherry or pit fruits when i first went in but then the honestly the the bramble fruits resonated pretty well it's it's a dark fruit kind of flavor i like that a lot um yeah but definitely fruit like a round full fruitiness is what i got right off the bat and i can't tell if it's spicy or if it's ethanol i didn't get a lot of spice you might be picking into some spice that i'm not catching yeah, I mean, the first note that really hit me, which it almost felt too basic to say, and that's why I led with the bramble fruit, uh, is the <laughs> vanilla. The vanilla is the first thing that hits me. That's probably a very forward scent in here. I don't, I never catch a lot of vanilla, though. That, that might just um, be me. Are you guys getting vanilla? I'm getting a little bit of it. Oh, and Joey's drinking it, too. Now it's just Bob's me. Drink- oh, Bob's, we- yeah. yeah, drink it. <laughs> All right, taking a sip. Yeah. Well, slancha to just myself then. Slancha. Wait, hang on, I got this. Slancha. Okay, <laughs> Sarah, what do we got? I'm still like it's always that vanilla. I just don't know why I keep coming back to it. Maybe it's more of like a sugary, like like sweetness type of it and that's sweet. what makes me think of vanilla. It's sweet, but like not in an overpowering way. Right? It's sweet and then it gets bitter yes yeah and then it also like the finish the vanilla like the finish for me is also kind of sweet yeah which is weird and i like it a lot and when i first had a first sip and i don't know if you guys got this and i want to actually i want to i want to wait but like 
<laughs> I had a very, very weird or like first thing that came to mind was something I've never tasted in whiskey before. I would agree with that. There's yeah. definitely something in here that I, I can't name. I'm getting uh, an oakiness, but yes. like a specific kind of oakiness. Like it's a very... There's something... I almost like... It's like a a, chew, a woody chewiness, if that makes sense. Like At my first end, thought was I some kind of like... I think I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. It's not a celery flavor, but like... I just like there's a, a stringiness to the... I don't know where I'm going with this. You guys are standing <laughs> yes. I was about to say it. was about a it, long for the ride. Like, I was like, I'm taking not, me on this journey. I'm ready to go. When you said stringiness. There's something just sitting on the back of my tongue that I can't peg right now. So the one thing that I was getting that like when I had the first initial sip was what Sarah was saying was like it went sweet and then it went bitter. And the, that that triggered my brain for some reason to be like chocolate. Oh, and I get a lot of chocolate taste in this for some reason. Chocolates! <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not my Patrick Star impression, though. Okay, we're waiting. Nice. I so, love it. Um, I'm still waiting for that Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, let's hear that Scottish accent. Is it coming along? Have you been practicing? Oh, no. <laughs> He's so I uncomfortable. I can't. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I know. Wait, it's going to sound so bad. Do it, Do it for the fans. Do it for the fans. They're begging. You guys reading these comments? They're begging for it. Hey, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. That's really good. That's all I can do. A plus. All right, Danny, your turn. Hey, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting a really long finish. Very yes. warm all the way down, and I love that. Yes, it, this is amazing. Like, it, it it combines everything you want in a scotch. Because you want, because drinking a whiskey, it's like if you get that oak bomb, and it's just oak without any sweetness, it it, it kind of destroys you. But like, this gets sweet, and then it gets a little bitter, and then it just like finishes with oak, and and wood. It That's makes what me I'm really tasting. curious, like what cask it was aged in, if it because you know Rachel does that those cast studies and so i'm like is it a sherry cast is it you know like a cognac like what kind of casket was aged in was it oak was it new oak steven i think you've got the bottle over there i sure do i'm gonna answer that question right now oh Oh, perfect the glendronic original aged 12 years matured in the finest pedro jimenez and oloroso sherry casks from spain hey That is awesome. That's it. Pedro Jimenez caps. Have... This is the second thing I've had aged in that. The first was the um, the Redbreast Dream cask that we got to oh, try. I hate and you. That was fantastic as yes. well. Yeah, so, Danny. You I hate you guys. Out. I wanted. <laughs> Should have been there. Like that I wanted to try so badly, but I had to go. <laughs> Now we need Irish Whiskey Barry to listen to this podcast. I'm going to start plugging him every single time until he flies down to Florida <laughs> hey. and gets me Redbreast Dreamcast. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Why wouldn't he do I that? I don't know if he listens. I don't know if he listens, but he knows about our podcast. So I am all for about plugging him, which I'll do right now. Guys, if you haven't listened to um, Stories and Sips. Stories and Sips with Irish Whiskey Barry. An amazing podcast. Go Unforgettable even. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Say. He... Knows his whiskey. 
so man. they have their own tasting notes on here. Um, and Go when tasting, uh, the first tasting note we all know is the appearance, and it is a deep amber red gold, which uh, that checks out. Yes, it definitely does. Um, and that's something we probably should have pointed out earlier, which would have tipped us off to the fruitiness. I think is that that dark amber color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the nose, sweet creamy vanilla. Nailed it, Sarah. Ooh. The first thing you nailed it. Wait, out the first thing on the bottle. Stephen, keep Ta-da. reading because it gets even better. Sweet creamy vanilla with hints of ginger and autumn fruits. Oh, are those bramble fruits? Is autumn I, fruits bramble fruits? I don't know. I would say it's probably more like. Wait, isn't apples are more of an autumn fruit, aren't they? But anyway, you said ginger and autumn and ginger. AKA said, some holiday mulling. spice, some, like some mulling spices. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure ginger's in there and autumn fruits. So like all off the nose, we're nailing it. You guys. Yeah. I so love I'm how looking far at we've the, gone. I'm looking at the website right now. And like Steven said, it says, it says sweet, creamy vanilla with hints of ginger. It also says spiced mold wine. <laughs> in Tara, which that's exactly what you said. Sir. I think it's just like, I, like all of those like cinnamon, like clovey things I just associate. Like yeah. I don't know. Steven can attest. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're cousins. I've um, had I her have... mold wine. I've had her mold wine. It's fantastic. <laughs> she knows her mold wine huh. and she's using those skills on our podcast today and she didn't know she would be. Wait, hold up. Hold Beautiful. up. Can, if you make mold wine in, in December, can you send me some? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um yes. you're just gonna have to send back the bottle that Steven sent your whiskey in and then we'll Perfect. just yeah, I've got extra sample yeah, we bottles have... if I need to tell. We have plenty collections about to get ridiculous. Actually, with sample bottles, yep. I should, I should just buy another twenty. Stephen, Stephen, take us to the palate. On the palate, we have rich, creamy, silky smooth, warm, rich oak and sherry sweetness, a full mouthfeel, raisins, soft fruits. I disagree a little bit. I thought it was a lighter mouthfeel, mouthfeel, uh, anyways. Yeah, I don't know, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty oily, though. I didn't think it was oily. Can you describe to me what oily means? Like it lingers um, on your tongue. Yeah, for me, it's, really. it's kind of a thicker. You'd have to compare them side by side to pick it up. Ooh, I think. they did I say creamy it, though. I do. It yeah, I get like a I very get like. I think it like equates for me like if I took like a scoop of vanilla ice cream, like yes, yeah, that kind of creamy. Yeah, it coats the tongue for sure. It, it coats the entire mouth actually. I was getting flavors from yeah. all over my tongue. I can kiss. And as for the finish, long, full, and firm. Slightly nutty. That's what she said. Perfect. <laughs> That's literally what she said on the bottle. <laughs> God, this has been so well, fun, that guys. Was, that was delicious. Sarah, do you have any final notes that you want to throw out there for uh women and whiskey podcast yeah first of all i just like to say thanks guys uh super excited to be the first woman on here um it's been a long time coming uh (laughs) glad we finally got to do it uh i think that you know whiskey comes off as something that we've seen historically in the media something that's very like male centric and so it's really exciting to see you know these female master blenders and and getting to read the history of women's involvement in whiskey. I think it's really like amazing and really shows that, you know, 
there is no, you know, corner of the earth that is untouched by women. And Mm -hmm. um, I think they can bring a lot to whiskey. And I would just encourage everyone. I'm a novice, but like, I would just encourage everyone to just, you know, take it on the nose. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> plug. Nailed it. So I was super excited about this episode because it's one of those more untold stories. One of our earlier episodes was uh, Stephen's episode with Uncle Nearest, which if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it. It's absolutely fascinating to listen to. Oh, thanks. Um, Sarah, thank you again. <laughs> yeah, I got to give Stephen a plug. Here. <laughs> Sarah, thank you again for uh, providing us with this uh, episode today. Danny, Stephen, thank you for uh, joining us on today's episode as well. And Stephen, thank you for getting us the whiskey. Yeah, thank you. Most <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing the legwork there. No, it was awesome. So worth it. So as always, um, keep a safe distance. And even while social distancing, the best whiskey is shared with friends. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Wash your Wash hands, hands. healthy animals. <laughs> Wash, Wash your hands. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.